Hey everybody, this is the MTV Arena Podcast, episode 9. I'm John. I'm Andrew. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. And today we're going to do a uh, little bit of recap for SmackDown 1000. 1,000 episodes of SmackDown, believe it or not. 20 years. As well 20 as a, years. Oh as well God. as a short recap of Raw. The shortest of recaps. And we have some, we have some interesting uh, wrestling news if we get a chance to talk through it, but I feel like this was a big week. Very big week. In wrestling. So Was it that big, though? Yeah, it was pretty big. It was, uh, it was, it was big some, in Japan. Some, some controversy has come up. In, yeah, it's a lot of controversy. World. A very controversial weekend, but... Contra- controversy. What What did you guys think of SmackDown 1000? What were your initial initial takes? I thought it was a great show. Um, I think it could have been maybe an hour longer. I think that they really smushed in um, a lot of things in the two hours. I don't even know how many how many matches were there. Like, like three, four, maybe yeah, maybe tops. three or four. You had about yeah, I think about four matches. You had total. the Miz, Miz and um, Rusev. Uh, Which was essentially a squash match. Yeah, there was a tag match. Uh, the Usos and uh, Styles and Bryan. Which good for the Usos who got some uh, some time with the main event talent. They yeah. they pulled off a really good match. Mm-hmm. They really held their own. Yeah, the Usos have become really really strong over the years. Really versatile, and they've used them in a lot of these big spots. Um, but I mean, how can you go wrong with starting off the show with uh, truth? TV. It was it was similar to how they <laughs> ran the, uh, the the Raw 25 episode where they had some type it was like a, a segment with the McMahons and Stone Cold right, came out right. and gave a stunner to everybody. But uh, but this time we didn't get Stone Cold. We got our truth and Carmella. <laughs> Fair trade, I think. Right on par, same level, right? <laughs> and we got Vince McMahon dancing like a very old white man. <laughs> yeah, that um, was good. Uh, there was also uh, the tag team title match between the Bar and the New Day. Oh yeah, the um, the uh, uh, tag team, the title tag match. team titles uh, changed hands. Spoiler. Th- alert. Th- thanks for the spoiler. Spoiler nice. alert. Oh, and by the way, uh, Chris is actually live in the studio this week. Yes, oh, I'm yeah, here. You should point that out. That Chris is live and Danny. Like, is out. like I'm actually touching his face right now. Literally. Don't touch, oh God, don't touch my face. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and da- Danny is not here tonight. He had uh, had some work obligations he had to fulfill. We you miss know. you, you son know. of a bee. <laughs> you know, I don't think Danny and Chris are ever in the same place at the same time. Maybe we're the same person. Has anybody ever thought that? Like, it's the Superman so, effect? Yeah, I, yeah, you both happen to go to the same school, study the same uh, profession, and uh, st- same discipline, actually, wait, I should wait, say. Wait, didn't Danny just start wearing glasses, too? What? Fake glasses. That fake glasses. Mm, but now Chris has, fake la- glasses. Oh Chris has laser vision. Yes, that's right. Stay yeah. tuned for next week's episode when we further deduct the mystery of whether Chris and Danny are in fact the same person. <laughs> so, okay. So, as, as far as the guest guest spots, was anybody missing? Oh, oh well, there was, was one that I think everyone is talking about that was missing. I think uh, we could all agree on it. <laughs> the Rock. Well, no, no, no. He he was Aaron Spirit. He and on Twitter and on Twitter. Hmm. He he wasn't even live via satellite. I, I get he's a big movie star now, but at least show your face on Come the Titantron. Like, never forget your roots. Like, like he said, oh, congratulations on SmackDown making a thousand episodes. And that was it, essentially, in the tweet. Besides his little story about how he came up with the term SmackDown. Right. He said he was going to use it uh, in a promo today, and Vince McMahon chuckled and said, yeah, if you use it, go ahead. Right. Good luck. And, and that was it. And that was it. Mm. All right, well... Let's, oh, Nick. No, I was going to say, one thing that I just actually thought of on the way here that I thought would have been really cool is that um, 
they're trying to honor the past, but at the same time showcase the current talent, and rightfully so. I would have loved to have seen something where, um, and this would have been a good way to get heat on him, have Andrade Cien Amas come out and maybe cut a promo about how he's the greatest Mexican uh, uh, superstar in WWE history, knowing that Eddie Guerrero was frequently mentioned through photo and, and, and Edge's promo. Like, that could have been something that like, really could have you know gotten some heat on him. I would have liked to see that. But, and then yeah. possibly start something with him and Mysterio. Yeah. Who, who, by the way, made his return last yeah, night. Of course. Yeah, Mysterio there's so much to talk about. Right. Should, we, should we take it like piece segment by, by segment? Piece by piece, open by open. Yeah. Open by... Well, what does that open, even mean? I said open... Uh, I might say open from close. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> a to Z, top to bottom. Top to bottom. From so, back. all right. The back opening, opening segment was okay. Out. I wish it was Miz TV, though. I wish it wasn't Truth TV. Well, the Miz is uh, exclusive to Raw, so, nah, not happening. Nope. Uh, Miz is actually a featured player on SmackDown. SmackDown Live. <laughs> oh, you, you, were testing, you, were yeah, testing you were testing. Yeah, I was testing you. Oh, oh, you were testing me. Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, but I, what I want to know is... How did our truth somehow weasel his way back into back from uh, obscurity? Did he just go up to Vince McMahon and say, "Oh, I could do this. I could be funny," because <laughs> it and, is and then very they, funny. They gave and then him a McMahon, shot, and McMahon and his stupid was like, "Sure, oh, not, sure, Ron. I'll let you go in the first segment. <laughs> and yeah. Otherwise, you're fired." Yeah, I mean, you have to have some kind of a some kind of confidence in him to open a show like this with our uh, truth and Carmella. And he's been he's been like a, a mainstay of SmackDown for the last like two three months. Mm-hmm. He's been on like every episode. Yeah, and, and then before that, he was gone for like two years. <laughs> I thought I thought the open was good. I thought yes. I thought it was a solid open, and then it, that went right into I think the AJ uh, Daniel Bryan against the USO match. That was right. a fun match, actually. That yes. was a really good. Match. A fun I match. like that. And as I said before, really showcased uh, the Usos and how they can hold up with the main event talent. Um, right. The only, the only thing that I did not like... Uh, well, actually, I did like the way they played it out was at the very end of the match when uh, one of the Usos ducked and Daniel Bryan basically hit oh, the, the, the finish of the match? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, it, it, the match started with everybody shaking hands. Like, uh, AJ Everyone and Bryan right. shake, you know, shook hands and the Usos shook hands. And you have to create some sort of turmoil or some sort of a rift that makes their, their match at Crown Family Jewels uh, <laughs> <laughs> worth watching. Because it, it's going to be the same thing, like, I think Nick said this last week about having AJ and, Sh- and Shinsuke, both as faces, uh, having a match. And it really wasn't that interesting. Um, so you have to create some sort of tension in order for this match to go over, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking having like a, I don't know, Styles and Brian hold each end of a rubber band and walk as far away as possible while making the snap. <laughs> Just keep putting rubber bands on like a watermelon. <laughs> See when it pops. I'm, um, I'm glad the Usos won. That was good for them. Yeah. yeah. Shoot, they deserved it. Like when they came out, I said, you know what? Something tells me that they're actually they're, this is not going to be a job. Jobber match. No, and it shouldn't be for the for their caliber caliber of talent and for how long they've been around. And, yeah, you know they deserve their shot. And you know yeah. what? Uh, I I think I think the best way to describe this SmackDown as a whole was mini Raw twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> it was. You know what? It was honestly it was very SmackDown. Yeah, it wasn't. It was very low key. It was pretty low key. See, see what I did there? Oh yeah, low key. Mm-hmm. We know a wrestler. <laughs> As Danny's listening, Dan, Danny's yeah. probably listening to his podcast right now. Next, uh, later on tonight or tomorrow morning, on the train going to work, going, 
Brandon. I know Brandon. I know Brandon. I know Brandon's a listener. Thanks for thanks for listening, Brandon. Yes, thanks for saying, Brandon. Shout out to C-Town, right? Shout out to C-Town, Labella Marketplace, <laughs> 13th Avenue. 13th Avenue, bro. Um, so uh, uh, after that match, there was the, uh, the SmackDown GM get-together. So that included uh, Paige, uh, Johnny Ace, a.k.a. Johnny Laurinaitis, going, People, People power! That, that <laughs> was, listen, folks, listen, that, was, uh, that was John Laurinaitis' stereo. And then you had Teddy Long doing his uh, uh, typical uh, dance. His mainstay. Yeah. Holla, holla. It oh, speaking of Teddy reason. Long, yeah. one of my favorite clips was in the montages. Oh, yeah. We're too Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> what? So that, that, was, that was probably the, the greatest... One of the greatest. It was like one of the greatest, one, funniest segments on SmackDown. Yeah, well, it was like one of the best terrible segments on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was that little I thing. Thought, I thought his, his role was... There were two tag team matches on that show, and not yeah, once did, did Teddy Long come so, out. Hala hala. Like, why couldn't have AJ and Brian come out, argue, and then Teddy Long come out and say, Listen, players, you got a tag team match coming up. People would have popped. That would have been People a nice Oh, yeah, that would have been People cool. would have lost their minds. Tag team match. Um, so after that, after nobody lost their minds, uh, there was the Evolution <laughs> reuniting. Which Ooh. was outstanding. It was yes, so that was good. Awesome. That was such a good I, segment. I, I did not expect Batista to have such a mic presence. I don't I ever remember him being a, no, a, a no. mic artist. Was, is, only recently. Yeah. And I don't know if it was by coincidence, but my only guess on that was um, they were in Washington, D.C., which is where he's from. Right. And right. Uh, there's rumor now, based on his little promo that he cut, that little reference that he made about Triple H never beating him, that they're potentially toying with the idea of Triple H versus Batista at Mania. Don't know if it's going to happen, so, but we'll see. So you think it's going to be Mania 35 or 36? Well, I mean, it's still technically 35 season. I mean, it's yeah, whatever the, the one is coming up now, yeah. And that's yeah, going to be a MetLife tri- Stadium. Triple, Triple H, and we're going to get tickets. The, to bad boy. He, he gave. Oh yeah, we got to get tickets for that. Yep. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how you can set that up. I mean, just from that little segment, you'd have to have Batista come back more often. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he is still very much in the. Uh, I mean, he's probably Marvel. Filming. He's in Marvel and DC now. Apparently. Oh really? Oh. oh Oh yeah, the uh, well, he's he's I think he's trying to follow James Gunn, the director that got fired from Guardians Three, and now Guardians Three may not happen. And oh, yeah, yeah and now uh, James Gunn is supposedly doing another um, Suicide Squad, Suicide too. Squad movie. That's right. what it is. Yes. And That's... Randy Orton, in perfect heel fashion, he said a <laughs> mouthful. He even gelled up his hair like yeah. Old Orton too. Yeah, like Old yeah. Orton, he had the vest with the with the button down shirt. <laughs> yep. And like he he kept on saying, he said, you know, Rick's retired and uh, Triple H runs the show and Batista spends more time in a makeup chair and he's the only one that's still doing he, what he's doing. But you know what though? Surprise! Yeah. I, I was very surprised at Flair. He looked awesome. Yeah, he looked good. He looked, he looked good. great. He looked yeah, good for some guy that you know just almost died. Yeah, almost died. Yeah. Almost a couple of times. Died. Yeah. yeah. But he, he even had his own he, had, he even had his little mic presence doing the woos and yeah. the yeah the Ric Flair walk a little bit yeah he got on there he didn't need like and, to be helped up no. on the ring or anything like that which you know sooner or later we'll start seeing yeah uh, mm. but he's still uh, Tri- the nature boy don't say that Chris I don't want to think about that Tri- Triple H gave <laughs> gave Batista like the stank like the, the stankiest eye you can give somebody <laughs> like the that's the look you give someone like. When you're in the like supermarket and someone takes like the last uh, roll, like, hmm, all right, I'll remember, that, I'll remember that next time. I'll remember that next time, Rick. You gonna take the last uh, cold cut? 
<laughs> you know, and you there was a. I'll take a quarter pound of a cheese. Uh. <laughs> there was boys head. Uh. The, <laughs> <he's> ridiculous. <laughs> Gouda. Uh. Go All right, got it. Sorry. There was a stat that roast beef. Oh, uh. Okay, all right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> <Prosciutto>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, see, can't beat him. Join him. Uh, there was a stat that they said that between the four men, there was like f- something ridiculous, like 49 world championships between yeah. them. Yeah, I was really even stunned by that. That's crazy. Don't forget, Flair had, what, 17, right? Flair had 16. 16. Triple H had like 12, 11, 13. 13. Or, or, or was 13, I think, too, right? 13, 26. Or 13. Um, I think Triple H is 14, and I don't know what Batista... Batista but then that would mean Batista, Batista would have had like <laughs> 7 or 8, and I don't remember him having that many reigns. Like no. I, I remember him like Unless they were very short reigns, probably yeah, but or, I mean, or very Roman reigns. Oh, yeah, right, Roman I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you were, yeah. can't pass up a pun, John. Yeah. Cannot. But, Wait, yeah, you, I mean, you said it the other. Well, you said it in the text message to us. Yeah, no, I, enjoy I, good I love a good pun. I enjoy good puns. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Was the Becky Charlotte cutting edge segment right after that? Uh, right after that was the Miz and Rusev match. Oh yeah, that was a squash. That was pure yeah. storyline. Yeah, we don't have to talk Filler. about that. And, but um, yes, Edge was right after the Miz match. Right. Yeah. And it was a cutting edge where Edge came back and he had his full length of hair. He did not look like mm. a, a college frat boy. Um, <laughs> he didn't look like an Abercrombie model. Yeah, pretty no. much. <laughs> but he, I don't know about you guys, but I thought he seemed very somber, almost like he wasn't. He he looked weird. Like well, he wasn't he weird. talking about Eddie Guerrero? Didn't he say something? Didn't he say? Well, something? like no, I think right from the get go, he sounded very, very like, "Hey guys, I'm Edge. You know, I'm here to talk about this is my awful, my awful. Hey guys, hey guys I'm Edge. Not even, not Thanks. even a big Canadian accent in there. On this day. Yeah, I mean, the, the emotion of the moment may have been yeah, with right. him because you know SmackDown was a very big part of you know what propelled him to that elite level in his career so i guess maybe he was as he was in the ring he was probably reflecting yeah. on a lot of things and of course mentioning that no dq match that he had with eddie guerrero back in 2002 i think it was was two. Two. and that was i still remember that match because everyone talks about it It was one of the best matches yeah. ever yeah and so. i think that segment though helped put over the Becky Charlotte oh, yeah. feud and like Becky was so good like she like that Becky's was on, one of her Becky's best literally on ever. yeah no be- yeah be- Becky was like uh, be careful getting out of the ring you don't want to hurt your neck again oh my god like, when oh, she said that shit. I was like that's like I, a- I basically my, my, my face dropped like I was like yeah. seriously she said that like that's totally insane and, and how she came up with that in that moment that I, I mean that's kind of I mean I, he has to be in a good he has space, to be in a good place yeah. to think about that you know? yeah I mean that's the way you want to build heat for her and that's and, and and you've she has built heat week mm-hmm. after week after week so wait you mean when you say week do you mean like w-e-a-k because she's still not a heel like everyone loves her everybody <laughs> loves her but she's getting a lot of i know heat. like and her like her last few matches she like cheated to win it doesn't work it just doesn't work like she needs to win dominate yeah she, yeah, has to she win. needs to squash right clean uh, but no, I think Edge was. He may have been a little bummed because he um, maybe he was trying to channel that energy of like, you know, I gave up all my friends and you know now like you know I'm 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 retired. I don't wrestle anymore. And like yeah, I, he I was trying so to be bridges. as what he said in the beginning, the moral compass of the situation. Yeah. So he was very somber, I guess, to go with when that. he did that. It kind of reminded me when Foley, yeah, did that on Raw. I believe it was. Um, when he was trying to mentor um, Sami Zayn, I think, right? Was that Sami Zayn? 
when oh. when Mick Foley was like you like you just you, you, got, you, got, you, got give, you can't give up yeah yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Mm-hmm. it was it was very similar to very that. similar to very that, similar right? to that yeah and uh, you know I, I think from there that should lead, that should have led right into the uh, SmackDown Tag Championship the Bar and the New Day the Bar and New Day New Day so this was I was actually I was happy to see uh, uh, New Day lose their titles to the Bar. New Day is yeah. I, I was it. fine with it. Yeah, yeah I was fine. I with think it. the New Day has become the stale day. <laughs> stale day. You say that all the time. I do. Cause <laughs> well, I mean, like the, the their gimmick is very played out. I think. Oh, well, they're giving out stale pancakes. Yes, yeah, that's right. This this was a very good match, but there were three things that I loved about the finish. One, well, this wasn't part of the finish, but one is the fact that there was a a special dedicated pancake commentary desk for Booker T and Jerry the King Waller. Yeah, that, that was a surprise. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> yeah, expect, what was that? I didn't expect Waller. <laughs> no, I didn't expect uh, Andrew Nice's good friend to be there. Number two, <laughs> number two. Now I thought that the reason why the Big Show came out at this point was because they. Um, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus literally took all the pancakes and were throwing it off the table. And then the Big Show's music plays, and he's coming out angry. I was like, oh, man, is he mad because they threw those pancakes on the floor? <laughs> he came out with a big old thing of uh, maple syrup. syrup. <laughs> that would have been the best. No, no, would have, would have been better if Angle came out with the maple syrup. Oh, my God. And milk. I and just milk. thought of something. What if one day the New Day comes out with a syrup truck? Ooh, and the that future. would get awfully sticky. Come on, it would be perfect <laughs> oh. with the pancake thing. Oh man, <laughs> you're, you're welcome, <laughs> WWE Nick, creative. Nick's gonna be quiet now and write that idea down and, and take it to <laughs> submit it to WWE creative. Syrup truck. That's gonna be really hard to clean up. Though. Well, they probably they probably can make a very light <laughs> substance. I don't Smackdown know. Yeah, water this, and syrup. Yeah. This match also marked the one thousandth uh, heel uh, heel turn of the Big Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, no, the, the, the third. That's, oh man, this is uh, you know. I think if you if you noticed uh, Big E and and Big Show they kind of like locked eyes and Big E was pissed and then they made out. Mm. I think what they're gonna do, uh, I think <laughs> yeah, they, 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 the show got really weird after that. Yeah. I think they're gonna cut <laughs> Big E out of the New Day or at least have him feud with just Big Show. Okay. I guess there's still some value in Big Show being See, on SmackDown. That's what I was thinking of it that maybe that they would sense. start a feud with like the three on three. You know, so, like the tag team change. Wait, so, hold wait, on a so second. So do we think they're gonna like, like a six-man tag? Do we think we're, do we think we're gonna disband? Where have I seen? Um, I, th- I feel like I've, I've I saw recently a monster who was a face became a heel and hired a tag a, a heel tag team. So to go after the, so, the, so the, is, the tag titles is David Singh, who is the writer, the head writer of SmackDown, ripping off. Who's the head writer of? A, uh, good. Who's the head writer of Raw? Is it still Freddie Prince Jr.? Vince McMahon. <laughs> and what if what if Big Show comes out next are, week? Are they ripping off storylines from each other? I hired I hired Cesaro and Sheamus to be my wait, pu- wait, puppies they, in battle. Wait, hold on. Wait, what? Wait, who's that? That's, that's my awful Big Show impression. I don't even know. <laughs> he sounds like John C. Right. Now listen, guys. I mean, uh, these are my dogs of war. I don't. <laughs> My puppies of battle. <laughs> All right, so now so it's, that's it's the puppies of a, battle. So the the puppies of battle uh, segment that led right into after the new day new day bar uh, match that led right into a John Cena uh, congratulations thing that looked like he was standing backstage with his weird hair with his weird you know just for men hair his JBL hair. His, so yeah, weird. He had, <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. He looks like he was standing. 
I'm just happy to be yeah, here. I've been here it. for uh, ten years, and uh, you know, I've been invi- I've been invisible for ten years. Yeah, I what was I wasn't that? sure what that meant. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. Because <laughs> you couldn't see him for ten <laughs> years. But he was here. He was there. <laughs> but I mean, he's been more invisible in the last couple of months that he's been filming yeah. movies and you know going Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. So mm-hmm. it was almost kind of like I took it as like a, a, not really a dig, but just like something that just didn't make sense and it didn't didn't go with the tone of the show. Hmm. Right. I don't know. He gets a pass because he still pops John up. John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. He, yeah. he gets a pass. And he, he did talk about his match with uh, uh, Kurt Angle with the ruthless aggression, the ushering in ruthless of aggression. the ruthless aggression uh, uh, era. Um, and that match in and of itself is something that I remember fondly. I know that match very, very well. It was an excellent match. Very well put on. Uh, kudos to uh, Kurt Angle get- for putting him over he, he didn't put him over i know he lost john cena but he made him he look good. put him yeah, yeah he put him showing, over but yeah how cool was the opening promo package oh that was uh, awesome i thought that was really well put together i think all the promos well actually no that's a lie I, the opening promo package was very well put together the the first two photo segments were great the and then they repeated are, and yeah. then they repeated after that i don't know if you noticed that it, it was like they the were first, repeating a few of them yeah like, like wait like, there was I a picture of the dx express bus like, they were standing there, like, smiling in front of it, like, hey, yeah, this is what happened after the after SmackDown went off the air in 1999. And uh, then, yeah, like, really... late, later on in the show last night, they had the same picture at a different angle. Like, it was so weird. Yeah, that was, I th- but I thought the opening was good. But, yeah, the, the pictures were. It was like, hey, we only took 20 pictures over 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this from a different angle. I guess, I guess their Facebook memories didn't come up. Hmm. Ten years ago, you destroyed <laughs> the DX Express. <laughs> I remember this. Share. Okay. Um, if I could turn back time. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, speaking of, I, I wish I could turn back time uh, for... Is this, uh, a good segue? is this a good segue? I, I was trying to make this a segue, but I don't think it's working out. Uh, let's talk about the, the biggest waste of time before we get into the Nakamura rematch, but the Undertaker promo at the very end. He sent a message. So he must have typed it on his cell phone, hit send, and walk away. Because that's what, I, that, that's that's what happened pretty quickly. His, his entrance and exit was this, this segment. <laughs> he showed up, said, I got three words for you. Rest in peace. Okay, bye. <laughs> hey, I gotta go. I gotta go, bye. I gotta go. I got the meter run. That's literally all we could say. There's nothing else to say about that There segment. was nothing about it. Even though he was one of the biggest mainstays of SmackDown for a lot of years. He carried the World Heavyweight Championship for a good amount of time. Yep. Um, and he was... His, his when, arms might have been tired after that. Even when SmackDown was <laughs> on uh, Friday nights, he was still on the show. Like, still appearing right. full-time. I mean, yep. obviously, like, over the last, like, four or five years. Well, uh, probably even... The, the best thing about that though is it, the, the segment itself was like literally three seconds, but he's the Undertaker. He still got a great pop. Oh yeah! And as soon as the pop. gong hits, everybody loses yeah, their and, friggin' minds. And yeah. everyone had their phones out and took pictures, video, and everything. And all he had to say was, "I have three words for you: rest <laughs> in peace." And see then, ya. As, as Chris says, "Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, see you later. Bye." I gotta go, but uh, bye, everybody. <laughs> Arby's closes in twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's what, funny. What did we think about the Nakamura Rey Mysterio I match? That was actually really good. Very good because considering you know Ray's been out of WWE for and four he, years, you know, he even got a bunch of chances. Said you still got it. 
Yeah, no, so, he did. He yeah. did. He, he certainly know, he, never lost it. He, he's maintained uh, activity out of WWE. He was, I know, he was in Lucha Underground for a little while. Yeah. I think he was in some AAA promotion with Mexico. But so he's, you know, kept himself active. So I guess there really isn't so much ring rust per se. But you know, even though that's the case, still coming back to WWE, there might have been some, you know, I don't want to say nerves, but it's a whole different environment and you know yeah. that he just stepped right back in and you know picked up yeah like he door. never like he didn't yeah. miss a beat do we great. know how old he is he's got to be in his mid 40s because i rem- he has been around for, for 20 he's at eons, eons. yeah he well, eon. they were saying last night his debut was 1989 yeah yeah that's crazy i feel like that he, like, he i remember born him in 1989 i remember him like when he like debuted in wcw in like 96 he was like not even like 18 19 years old How yeah okay he was wrestling as a fetus he's actually uh 43 <laughs> 43 43 yeah. that's not even that old no no it's not he's been around <laughs> no. forever he could probably go another five years if he wants to wrestling as but, a fetus. You know, the injuries add up. Yeah, with that mask on it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> and then it was from 99 to 2000 when he didn't have the mask when he was part of the uh, Filthy Animals. Yeah. Yep. Ba- I, which the theme song is based off of one of our favorite Jim Ross songs. <laughs> oh, God, animals. yeah. If, uh, if anyone wants to know what that is, go on YouTube and type in My Ass Jim Ross. <laughs> 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 no, is that... Boom, boom, no, ba-choo! No, it's not, no, it's not a porno. <laughs> it might be the greatest song don't, you'll ever hear. Don't Google it. Go on YouTube. Go on YouTube. As I said, YouTube, not if Google. If you Google Jim Ross, my ass, you will go blind, I promise. Yeah. It'll do be not, sl- whatever you do, don't do a Google image search, because that would just ruin your day. It'll confession, sl- that song happens to be on my iPod. It is. It's not on my iPod, too. Tri- I was just listening, I was tri- listening to it on the way here. Yes. Triple confession here. Uh, might be a quadruple confession. Actually, I actually still have an iPod. <laughs> I have it on mine too. You sons of bitches. Oh wow, Danny's here. No, he's not. That's a lie. Okay. Um, so, so uh, SmackDown overall was pretty good. Um, on, on, a, on a five star scale, I give it three and a half, maybe. I would say the yeah, same thing. Yeah, bet. on the same page. If The yeah. Rock were there, I would have given it four and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it was it was good for what it was, but it wasn't anything more. I I, I think there could have been a lot more. Returns. That's the thing. There could. I remember it's only a two-hour show. I mean, expand it one hour. I mean, they do it for Raw every week. Expand it for one whole hour on for SmackDown, and I think that that'll. Dude, no, you got Modern Family that comes on right before. Yeah, that's true. I love Phil Dunphy. Actually, have you watched The Purge? Cause Phil I've, Dunphy. I've, no. I, I catch like 10 minutes of The Purge, and it sucks me in, and I, I get freaked out. And, I feel like, and then the I'm DVR sorry. stops. Son of a... I'm sorry. No, I, I can't watch The Purge. It's too, it's too weird. I, I, I watch the Chrisleys, that one. <laughs> <laughs> they should do a crossover. The Chrisleys. And the Purge. And, and the, the Purge. Purge. Oh, man. Grayson. Grayson. <laughs> don't Jinx murder that woman. <laughs> don't let him in. Don't, don't, I don't told let you. him in. <laughs> he can't have a coke. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I think overall we, we all agree it's either going to be a three and a half or a four and a half if The Rock was there. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's say three I would and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. So... That will be SmackDown. Uh, that will be the SmackDown. That was our big uh, segment this evening on this uh, the Seventh Arena podcast. Now let's go over to Raw. You know, one of the the main thing for Raw for me, um, I mean, not only did we have another was it was it another six man tag? Yep. Well, we left your house early. Another six man tag. Yeah, it was another six man tag. Whatever. But the main takeaway from Raw was Ronda Rousey. Yes. Slaying it on the mic. She was really good on the mic. She was outstanding. By far the best promo I have ever seen her do. Uh, It engaged the audience. She was funny. Chris, by the way, yes, it it probably is the best 
promo she's ever done. Because she, it is. She's only been there for like, <laughs> what, six months? Yeah, no, she, you really see her being more comfortable on the mic. Yeah, absolutely. Someone is certainly writing her material, uh, but she is delivering it in a way that gets the crowd into it. I wonder who's writing the material for her, though. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm either going to say McMahon or is it John Heyman. Cena. It might be Heyman. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Yeah, that it it did have like a Paul Heyman, Heyman undertone. Right. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. As far uh, as I know, Mick Foley's son, I think, is also on the writing team too. But I don't know. What uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Foley is that his name? Yeah. You mean Bootyworth, Mr. Bootyworth? Yes, maybe. Yeah. That is a uh, that is. Oh a, yeah, a that's right. Foley. I forgot that is him. He is. Same that's person. it. That's Mick Foley's son, Mr. Yeah. Bootyworth. Mr. Bootyworth. Get yeah. out of here. That is, uh, that. I believe his name Even is Dylan, Dylan Foley. Even though he appears on SmackDown, but maybe he's a SmackDown that? writer. I don't know. Cash me outside. How about, how about how that? that? How about that? That so. was a really good promo between the Bellas and yeah. Ronda Rousey. That was fun. The John Cena comment, I wonder who cleared that. I mean, obviously it had to be cleared by maybe a thousand people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Including not, Cena. not two thousand. But that... But that <laughs> comment that's what really turned it you know it's oh god i think it's got to be by committee because i would imagine i wouldn't be surprised if nikki bella herself actually told him drop a line like that you know because that as because that runs so deep and so extreme you got to have everybody on board i mean i don't think anybody should be getting caught off guard by something like that that has to go and get cleared by everybody that's involved i imagine so credit to everybody involved in that and who was able to you know do that. I mean, I'm sure it's not the first, and it's not going to be the last controversial piece of dialogue. No. But it's pretty cool to see because it's like you know that actually, from my personal perspective, it kind of woke me up from the in terms of the whole segment and and the whole program. It's like oh, here are the Bellas, you know, going against you know Ronda, and then Ronda drops these lines. It's like, uh, by wow. the way, we were all uh, we were all watching Raw at Chris's house. We actually drove over the pond to Chris's house. Over the pond, over um, the Verrichiano Bridge. The Verrichiano <laughs> Branch, as our, um, as our GPS calls it. As Tom uh, Tom would say. And, and Nick was falling asleep at the, you know, watching Raw, so we had to yeah. wake up when, bell, when the bells were up. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now that you've set the bar high here, now you still have two weeks. <laughs> we we, we don't just, just set the bar. We, just we did, are the bar. We just did the bar. Thumbs up. You can't really see it <laughs> on the podcast, but we did, we did it. Yeah. I mean, where do you go from here? Do you have Nikki uh, trying to build a promo next week to kind of get back at Ronda Rousey? In because uh, it's gonna was it at Evolution? It's at Evolution. Evolution. The, uh, that's I think the first weekend of November. No, no, it's the twenty eighth. Well, they say they want an Evolution. Evolution is a mystery. Oh, the other pay per view is November. Nobody yes. gets. If, if anybody could tell me what uh what song that was from, where I said they say they want an evolution. You say you want a revolution. revolution. Yeah. Just, you know. just, just email uh just email the empty arena podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> just say revolution that. number nine by the Beatles. Or or uh or revolution or by the Beatles. Joe V, looking at you, brother. <laughs> So what were the what were the other big happenings on Raw? I couldn't tell. Um, there was the the Brothers of Destruction pre taped segment uh, responding to DX. What, yeah, was that in the boiler room? Yes, that was in the boiler room. I thought it was Mick Foley. I was like, why? I, I was like, why is Mick Foley doing a segment? <laughs> nope. Brothers of Destruction. No, so I guess was, they uh, they moved in and uh, I guess they moved in after Foley's lease went up. Yeah, <laughs> that, that boiler room could only hold so many people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, next week they're probably gonna do it from Dudleyville or. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, their promo. I mean, it was expect this. I think between now 
and uh, Crown Jewel at TBD location. <laughs> that's a whole. That's our other topic. Yeah, that, that's going to be the next segment after this. Oh my god. Um, the, there was the Ember Moon uh, Jax uh, match where yeah. they defeated Dana Brooke and Tamina. I forgot Tamina's still a wrestler. Yeah. Awesome. Um, <laughs> She's part of the uh, the diva. Uh, no, I shouldn't say diva. It's the, 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 the women's, women's uh, uh, the ain't battle royal. Anymore. We ain't divas. <laughs> um, and they actually announced Tori Wilson as one of the uh, battle royale members. Oh, okay. So that that's cool to see uh, Tori come back. Um, there was a Finn Balor Jindam Hall match. Yeah. Well, the best part of that match, I think, was after the match was over, our boy Leo Rush came out <laughs> with Bobby Lashley. Lashley, Lashley, Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize to everyone listening to the podcast. I'm sure you're um, bleeding right now. Yeah, and make sure if you have a car that's on lease, make sure your speakers are fixed before you return the lease. <laughs> yeah, can, we, you, can we talk about Leo Rush and just how annoyingly entertaining he is? <laughs> sure, let's talk. It's how, about, how about this? How about, how about next, uh, not next week, but the week after, we could have a Leo Rush episode. And, oh, just talking about Leo Rush. Just, yeah, yeah actually, about 30 seconds, we'll be done. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, guys, I'll, one of my side projects is the Leo Rush podcast. We just talk about Leo Rush outfits every week. Yeah, it gets <laughs> better and better. Chance. I feel like he dress, like he shops at uh, New York and Company. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every middle-aged he, woman's blouse <laughs> he's got on. <laughs> and he, oh, the way that he uh, commentates as Bobby Lashley is... Wrestling is utterly ridiculous. It's so uncomfortable. It makes me hey, so. Hey, big man! <laughs> Look at him! Look at him! Look at him! That's all right. All right, Lashley, Lashley. <laughs> it's, it is wildly. You, you, you do that spot on it, really. Wildly uh, annoying. So uh, Lashley uh, defeated Tyler Breeze, uh, yeah, which was like a poor guy. Yeah. He's getting squashed, yeah. Tyler Breeze. And uh, Fandango. Uh, is out on injury, I believe. Still he is out, still on injury. He's Tyler on the Breeze he's out. on the ninety day DL. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's not gonna. That, that was a squash match essentially. A squash match, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I saw it. no hope. Um, the next segment was uh, uh, Bliss and Mickey James. Uh, they came out and basically played around with Trish Stratus and Lita with their words. That was that was. I thought that was a pretty funny segment. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was it's little, getting a little, yeah. it's getting a little stale now because the, they're not doing anything outside yeah. of that. But right. but they also made it such a reference from 2002. They the, did the oh, Allen Iverson the, practice the AI yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were in Philadelphia. Yeah, they yeah, were in Philadelphia. For, they were like, um, what was it? Practice. Who practice. Who's yeah. talking about yeah. practice? It was such a weird. Like, that went on a little too long. Yeah, and a lot of people in the crowd were like. They didn't get it, what? and then they're like, oh, oh yeah, Alan I remember, Iverson, I remember Alan Iverson. Years ago. I, had, I had his sneakers yeah, for his sneakers two years. <laughs> the target minute. audience wasn't going to get that reference. No, no. absolutely not. I, I didn't get the reference, and I owned a pair of... Actually, I owned a you, pair of... You had Iversons, bro? I had Iversons, and a pair of basketball shorts. Oh, damn. Not the game. Because you know me. I, I had, I had no, if I we can talk that. about it, I had a Michael Jordan Washington Wizards jersey for some reason. Wow. I had it. I and I that. wore it several times. That's, that's, that's like that's almost like, as bad as having a Wayne Gretzky St. Louis Blues jersey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so all right. So that's a step below the Toon Squad jersey, by the way. Hey, hey. I know. Oh, don't don't rip the Toon Squad jersey. Toon Squad <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a that, that was an okay segment. Um, mm-hmm. Then there was the AOP who defeated the Conquistador, which was by the way not Kurt Angle this not time. Not Kurt Angle. Yeah, it was some it was some guy. 
just some dude. I don't know who he was. He'll, yeah. He looked like a fake Goldust. Yeah, I, <laughs> I expected them to rip off the guy's mask and it'd be Goldust in there because the guy had the same physique mm. as Goldust. Mm. But it wasn't. It was some random, I'm assuming it was yeah, a jobber. Yeah, some or, rando. Yeah. Or like, Maybe hey, that you, was first row, get over here. Mick Foley's son. <laughs> Come here, you. <laughs> how, many, how many kids does he have? Um, uh, that was a weird segment, too. That was kind oh, of wait, funny. wait, wait a minute. We have to go back to oh. the Ronda Rousey segment. Okay. Where... Uh, we, we, we missed this, but we probably watched this about 15 times. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Ponytail, yes. Hey, ponytail guy. Yeah. Ponytail security guard. So when uh, I think Rhonda was heading up the uh, heading up the ramp, Bree and, and Nikki got, you know, their uh, security, guard, you know, security guards out. And then, of course... Rhonda makes quick work of the uh, security team, but then one guy in particular... All, all males, by the way. Yeah. All males. All, all men. Um, Who will headline WrestleMania one day. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, a, there was a knockoff Matt Hardy. Like, like Matt Hardy circa 1997. It was, it was a combo of Matt Hardy and Steven Seagal with a little bit of Sebastian Maniscalco mixed in. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much is the best mix I can describe um, it with. Yeah. But, but the, the best part were... Uh, there were two things. One, she lifted him up. And did a it looked like kind of like an F five almost. That's her like, move. It's yeah. like that, that slam but, that she does. Yeah. But yeah. It, it was it was almost like an F five, and the guy's scream was. Ah! Yeah, he legit <laughs> screamed. Like, like like he was screaming like Fearfully. a little boy, uh, and then he, um, <laughs> and then basically he landed on his back. No, that's a lie. He landed on his ass. Yeah. But he he looked like Han Solo in the Carbonite. <laughs> yeah. When he landed. Yeah. When he landed, and, and he, he la- stayed in the position for like. Three seconds. Yeah, he looked like a turtle, like that was just <laughs> like left on, on his shell, shell. <laughs> and he couldn't do anything. It was fantastic. I rewound it and watched it at least ten times. Yes, at least ten times. Because uh, Chris I, is I, watching on tape delay. He rewound I, it. I rewound <laughs> it. Yes. Be kind. Rewind. I tell you, anybody that's out there listening to this episode, you have to look up that video clip because you will not regret it. I don't think our descriptions do it any justice. Yeah, no, so you, absolutely not. you have to watch, but that was amazing. I had, we, yeah. had to, we had to call it out. And then speaking of ridiculous, um, going back to the AOP Conquistador match, um, backstage, Kurt Angle was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a fedora. Oh. Still on vacation. <laughs> Still on vacation, but it, like, yeah, he it wasn't like- Hawaii. He was in... Where were they on Monday? They were on, uh, like, Columbus, Ohio or something no, like that. Like, they were in Oh, yeah, they were in Philly, right. Okay. He uh, he looked like a... Um, like, like he flew to Hawaii for a week and then came back. And, <laughs> like a tropical scarecrow. Because he had, like, that weird straw hat. Yeah, he had, like, a flamingo shirt on or something. Um, there was that. Uh, there was... Should we skip around a little yeah, bit? Maybe, uh, should we go, like... Well, at the end of the show, we could probably... Do you think we should... Skip to the end. Yeah, I kind of fast forward. It's it's getting stale now. So it was the six man tag, but at the very end, Strowman, uh, well they lost. So I think Ziggler ate the pin from Reigns. <laughs> but there was some snafu <laughs> that happened in the middle of the match where uh, McIntyre gave Strowman the Claymore, knocked him out of the ring. Oh, that's all right. by mistake. Yes, yes, yes. All by accident. The breakup of the dogs of war. The dogs of war. And. Gonna do this every week. Every week, yeah. <laughs> How about the puppies of uh, of, of battle, <laughs> featuring John C. Riley, aka Big Show. <laughs> no, so at the end of that match, uh, Strowman came back in the ring. You know, destroyed. Oh, sorry. Str- yeah, Strowman destroyed Ziggler, and then McIntyre gave 
uh, Strowman a Claymore on purpose. And if you're not sure if it was done on purpose, just listen to Michael Cole because he says it about 20 times. That was done on purpose. It was on purpose. Vintage on purpose. It had been done on purpose. This was on purpose. Yeah, this that was Vince McMahon. Say it as much as you possibly can. We want to get Drew McIntyre over. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I, I, I'm going to hit you with a claymore. That was an awful <laughs> Drew McIntyre impersonation. Something tells me like within maybe like a month or so, you'll see the uh, tag titles leave the, the Dogs of War. That's such a terrible name. Ziggler McIntyre. And Strowman, may, maybe he'll interfere, but... But I'm wondering, what I'm wondering right about, right about now is, when you, if you're going to take the tag titles off of McIntyre and Ziggler, the other dominant tag teams on Raw, I mean, you have Authors of Pain, who are heels. You have The Revival, who are heels, but they're still kind of in the mix. But who, who's the other big face tag team that's, other than, I mean... You know, Rollins and Ambrose, but, you know, they're not going to probably win the tag titles again. I think the X. I, I know they're ah, old. They're nah, older than I can I think the it's going to be a one and done for yeah. them. And then you'll have uh, uh, Sean Springboard. But who's the other face tag team on Raw? I can't, even, I can't even name it off the top of my head. So they're going to have to figure that out. I don't know. There's no, there's no other face tag team. Don't tell They're me really... Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. I mean, oh, God, no. I, I, I like both of them individually, but... That, Lashley that and just... Leo Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I, mystery you you people out there can figure it out for me because i can't think of this so wait lashley and leo rush maybe they should call themselves lash leo <laughs> oh jeez lash leo lash leo Lashley, Lashley. <laughs> i wonder how people like have already turned off the podcast after the first lashley lashley <laughs> uh our, our numbers went from 10 to Oh, two. One. Ten to two. <laughs> Thanks, Mrs. Slips. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, all right, so just rolling on here well, uh, as Raw rolls on. Um, as Raw rolls on. There was, a, on. There was the Elias uh, promo that oh, I think yeah, I read yeah, directed by yeah. Apollo Crews. Apollo actually had a decent um, mic presence there. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, and curious. then there was also uh, Natty and Ruby Riot. Mm-hmm. There was Meh. that match. And I yeah, think that was really it. That was there. it. Yeah. That was really, yeah. Yeah, it was a light raw. Yeah, it was a very light raw. Well, speaking of the Brothers of Destruction and DX, they are, they'll be fighting, fighting at Crown Jewel. We think. <laughs> Location, TBD. But where well, that happens, we don't know. It'll be so, live from Richmond, Virginia. So for Virginia. those of you who do not follow the news, this is not uh, something for, uh, you know, Young ears. This is not something for. Uh, it gets you know, a little. Ba- you know, yeah. It gets a little cringeworthy. Mm. So, um, you know, not going on Democrat or Republican sides here, but um, in the news, in, uh, a Saudi Arabian journalist was in uh, uh, the, yeah, the Turkish consulate in Istanbul, uh, and he was a regular Washington Post contributor. Um, apparently, he walked into the consulate uh, to get official documents or something, and he was. Murdered, um, and uh, at, at this point, we don't know if uh, WWE Crown Jewel is going to be uh, yeah, from like, Saudi Arabia. So yeah, um, like, it's a big question mark over that uh, that WWE Network event. Yeah, I, I, I caught a snippet of a dirt sheet article, and uh, Uncle Dave Meltzer uh, happened to uh, weigh in on it, and basically what he had said was. Uh, there's just a lot of money riding on this 10-year partnership with WWE and their uh, relationship with uh, the Saudi Arabian government. And, um, you know, right now, 
I have a feeling that this show is probably going to go on as scheduled, but you notice if you go on uh, WWE's website and their social media... They don't mention where it's taking place. They're not mentioning Saudi Arabia anymore at all. So there is an early sign that you know they may be reconsidering it. I don't know what the ramifications are if they try to get out of that contract. It could be going live from Richmond, Virginia. (laughs) Anywhere at this point. (laughs) It's... Yeah, I mean, like right now, there's they're investigating and figuring it out. And the official statement is uh, that the WWE is, uh, you know, looking at this situation, and they still have yet to make a definitive decision. You know who I feel bad for? I I feel bad for everybody that's involved that is feeling very uncomfortable about going there, and understandably so. But the one guy right now, I hate to, you know, kind of a joke, but I feel bad for Kane. Because he just won the mayorship of Knoxville, Tennessee. I think he ran on the Republican ticket, no less, too. He did. And, uh, you know, his uh, fellow constituents, I wonder how they feel about him going to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Saudi Arabia well, under these conditions. Maybe. Well, well, you know what? Don't forget, Linda, Linda McMahon is also in uh, President Trump's cabinet. Well, so yeah, she's the head of the small business uh, yeah, division. And, uh, you know, wow. and supposedly crazy. McMahon's also a staunch conservative. So mm-hmm. and I, there's I, a lot of writing on this. I feel like WWE, for a very long time, has has pretty much rode that line of like we're not Republican, we're not Democrat, we're not gonna yeah. hype up any right. They, they don't show it. Right. Yeah, they don't. They don't yeah. really talk yeah, about they it. They don't and, to like, their credit. Yeah, like they have like like John Stewart is one of their you know like personalities that always comes around during SummerSlam. Yeah, if they were if, if WWE was truly like this like crazy Republican or like right wing, John like, Stewart is he would never be there. Democrat. Yeah, like right. he, yeah, he would never go. You know, that's just one example. And right. it's wrestling. Yeah. It's supposed to be an escape from right. all the right. bullshit yeah. of reality. It's supposed to be right. entertainment, and entertainment <laughs> is bipartisan. And, and Trump is in their uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but like, do that. Like, if they were to, like, if they were to, you know, to back out, and that's a lot of money on the line, but. <sighs> Do you think, in turn, that would, you know, it might ruin a business relationship, but do you think it would help relationships within the country? Like, would people no. look at WWE the, No, it wouldn't. Way? I don't think it would help in the, in the country. There's so much more going on right now besides yeah. this. I mean, yeah. this is just, you know, one one cog in the gear, one cog in the, no. you know, in the... Yeah. No, in the, I can't think of the words, but um, in the machine just, in the one cognitive machine. Thank you, there Chris. It is. Um, yeah, I think this is one little thing that people are not particularly worried about, but it will affect the business somehow. Yeah. And again, they, it's you know, it's two and a half weeks away. Again, as everybody said, that there's a lot of money in uh, tied up in it. I, I think personally that this show goes on as scheduled. They'll probably right. do less of those video packages highlighting. The Saudi Arabian, you know, way yeah. of life the, in the maybe, countryside, maybe, and maybe they won't cut like oh, you know, like they, like when they come to New York, they show like the Empire State Building. Like yeah, they're probably they're not going to do that. There, it's not going to be like in your face, uh, right. you know. Uh, but yeah. I think that the they'll focus more on the wrestling and on the event itself. Right. But the only thing with that is um, supposedly it's in a stadium that could pack in like 120,000 people or mm. or 150,000 I, I don't mm-hmm. know the exact number but security is um, going to be tight security is going to be very tight and it may break a world record for most people in a stadium hmm. well, well I again guess, I guess we'll have to see right. what happens with this and we will uh yeah. WWE yeah. is monitoring the situation and we'll find yeah, out when you guys said, find yeah. out and so are we and this is this is probably like the the deepest we've got yeah. on the empty arena. So don't and that's it, as, and that's as deep as it's going to be ankle deep. Yes, 
Yeah, we're not. Uh, we're all not, scared of sharks. We're not well versed in uh, the political realm. This is just something that we needed to bring up, especially if you know we're talking wrestling news. And uh, yeah. please, uh, you know, if, if you uh, want to keep comments, uh, you know, keep comments to yourself. Do so. Do not tweet us and yeah, say, well, "Oh, you know, we're, we're not on either screw, side you know, of uh, you know, screw we, the Republicans, screw the Democrats, right?" Yeah, so, it's just something we had. We, we would very much appreciate that. We're yeah. just relaying the message. We're not politically motivated in anything that we do on this show right this is wow we got deep yeah we deep. Got very deep speaking Disclaimer. of deep yeah. speaking of deep um uh we rarely touch on ring of honor or any other uh outside wrestling. promotions yeah but i think <laughs> but there's, there's some big news mentioned. austin aries yeah um i'm gonna admit i don't watch ring of honor and i'm sure i, I don't know Nick, well, do for, well i think this was actually impact wrestling oh was yeah. it see yeah. I, I don't know but so want me to ex- explain the situation sure no. yeah so basically, at the end of the Bound for Glory pay per view, it was Austin Aries against uh, Johnny Impact, who formerly was John Morrison, jo- John Morrison, Johnny Nitro in WWE. They had a match for the title. Johnny Impact won the belt, but right when the the bell rang and the match was over, Austin Aries popped up, walked right out of the ring, and walked up the ramp, gave the finger to everybody in attendance. And that was it. The match was over. I didn't even know he gave the finger. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he flipped he off. Uh, what's his name? Don, oh. Don Callis. I think he's one of the commentators or something. Okay. Well, yeah. It looked like the whole like, the video I saw. It was like on on Twitter. He just kind of gave the finger. It looked like he gave the finger to everybody, but maybe he was yeah. targeting just like one or two people in the crowd. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I read uh, one little piece of info. I read about that, which is disputing whether it was actually a shoot or not. Uh, Somebody I, noticed there was somebody standing up at the ramp with a camera pointing right at the ring yeah. right at that moment. So I don't know why that would be going so on it, by coincidence. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> so is this going to be like news of Pruder film? Yeah. <laughs> Where was Austin Aries? Why would he do this? Well, yeah. I, and I think I mean we the, the magic, the magic, uh, the magic bird, the magic finger. We, <laughs> oh, we don't we don't talk <laughs> about TNA or like Ring of Honor very much. I think eventually maybe we'll get to that point, but I think this was. Probably not, but <laughs> at least TNA. Um, hey guys, here's a TNA segment. But it was okay. <laughs> no, no. but I think it's important to you know to mention because even if it is a work that a wrestling company is you know putting together and they're behind it, I think it breaks kayfabe a little too much. Like we know Rusev and Lana are married and they are a couple in real life, and if like they have a feud on TV, you can still see them like. You know, at, at the High Line, and you know, in the city or something, like still mm-hmm. hanging out. But this is saying That's like a random place to find. I don't know. I was just thinking of High Line. I was just at the High Line. It was it's beautiful. It is nice. I recommend. But it. when you, when you, straight up, you know, in an arena, in like front of your fan, in front of your fans, basically, like if you have like a complete no sell at the end of a match after the cameras are off, it just it it comes across as like this is so like, like you're basically telling the fans this it's is fake. Joke. This is a joke. This yeah. is fake, and it—it's not. I don't think. I don't think it's good for, you know, the, the, what happened with you know Hulk Hogan and and Kevin Nash and like the finger poke of doom. Yeah, yeah. It was an oversell, but this was like an absolute no sell. And plus, this is the, one of their biggest pay per views. The yeah, Down for Glory pay per view. But even as like far I guess, as I'm told, maybe the Hogan and, and yeah, Nash I, thing I is not a good that, reference. And I, you know. For the sake of timing, I don't want to get into the mechanics of why this just looks bad. Because like when you think about the finger poke of doom, 
what happened with that in particular was that that happened and then Nash and Hogan like they all reunited oh they were, it was like like a, they were it was buddies like a ploy like... to get back together so in that context it made sense for Nash to just take a flop like that even with Brett and Sean at Survivor Series when Sean had Brett and the sharpshooter you know Vince right. McMahon just came out and told the ring person just ring the bell and the match Okay, you get those two things, but this one is like, you know, Austin Aries takes a big move. He's supposed to be incapacitated, you know, knocked out, and he just gets knocked, just gets up all of a sudden and just on, looks bad. On another note with this, um, I don't, when you go to a live event, like we mm-hmm. go to Raw a lot, we go to Raw, we go to a couple of pay per views here and there. I remember if there's no dark match afterwards, I don't know how long the cameras roll afterwards, but you could definitely tell that they're not really injured, obviously, because it's. Yeah, wrestling's not real. Sorry about that, whoever thinks it is. Um, but anytime we go to a live event, after the cameras stop rolling, they just get up and leave. They don't, there's well, no... Well, they sell, I think they sell their injuries no, no, they, to an they, extent. But they, they sell, but, but they people just get up and walk away. Like, I've seen that before. Like, right, but, you know, you don't, like, you don't see somebody just pop up once, like, the, once it goes off air. Like, they roll out of the ring. Like, he literally just popped up and said bye out of the ring. Yeah, they okay. usually they usually turn the lights down and then the guy or the girl just rolls out. Yeah, of the you ring roll out they, the they ring. They lumber their way up the walk, ramp, I guess. And, you know, it works fine enough for the live audience. Yeah, you definitely walk away, Wait, but it's know. like just like when Triple H said to the Tough Enough uh, cast in uh, season one of uh, of uh, and he goes uh, from the moment we walk through that curtain to the moment we walk back, we tell a story not with words but with our bodies. And so that's basically it. You got to tell the story yeah. as you go all the way back to the content. And even if this is a work, you know, I think TNA is not making the right move. I mean, no. Yeah. It's and Chris, it, Chris if you have anything to say, you could just pop right in. Yeah. <laughs> it shows what we really care about this company. You know? Yeah. No. Sad, sadly, you know, because it's probably very talented but people the same, over there. At the but... same time, we're like, although we're talking about it, it's, yeah, this is, it's, if it's found out that it's a work. It doesn't look good for them. No, it, doesn't. it just comes across. And, as... and, and Dixie Carter looks like an idiot. Then I don't she, even know if she's still. She, I don't think she's still in control. She really? Yeah. Yeah. People thought it would have been better. This is why we don't watch TNA. Yeah. yeah. Um, so no, there's that. Uh, we'll but, see how. It but depends. I also read that Austin Aries may uh, his contract might be up, so he may just be saying you know a big fuck you to TNA, and maybe he'll be resigning with WWE. He left on bad terms with WWE. Maybe. Too, maybe. I think. Well, who knows? Well, I heard about... Well, maybe... Maybe... Uh, maybe Ring of Honor, maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I don't know if you guys heard or not, but I just I just got a notification on my phone, apparently. Uh, the about, next one. The the the, uh, the next Bound for Glory pay-per-view will be held in Saudi Arabia. That's going to be... <laughs> that's going to be interesting. Oh, uh, Andrew. Uh, I'm wrapping it up. I'm wrapping it up. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh. Okay. And on that note, we will be wrapping this up. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, please reach out to us at emptyarenapodcast.gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at Empty Arena Show. Instagram is Empty Arena Podcast. Um, and we have a Facebook page now. If you ever heard of last week, Empty Arena Podcast. Um, you know, follow us. We have some good stuff coming out and uh, merch probably in about ten years. Um, oh yeah. Well, wait, wait. We got. We should, we should probably touch on the fact that uh, I ran the Staten Island Half Marathon, and we will we will be posting a picture later. And I was rocking the Empty Arena Podcast merch along with yes. the uh, along with the two sweet Bullet Club. Click. I was throwing up. I, I the, honestly, the like, Texas Longhorns. There was a photographer there, like taking pictures of everyone as they like ran, uh, ran past, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to throw up the two sweet sign. I didn't think he was gonna take a picture of me, but he did. And that's not my new profile picture. So. Crushed it. Crushed it. I, yes. took, I took it for the gram. 
Yes. Okay, so that is the end of the show. We'll see you next week. Let's end this thing. And I'm John. I'm Andrew. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick. And for Danny, this is the Empty Unit Podcast. Oh, I miss Thank, him. Thanks Peace for out. listening. Peace out. Talk to you later.